everyone. Welcome to another episode of Building Character and Resilience, the podcast for students, teachers, and anyone who wants to form positive habits and stick to them. As always, today's episode is brought to you by Creatile Publishing and two of their editors. My name is Daniela Schiavo. And I'm Lilvan Bankart. Today's episode is all about how you can actively encourage and inspire young people to be confident and increase their self-esteem. That's right. Now, when Lil and I were preparing for this episode, I was telling her about this incredible program that I did when I was in year nine. I think it was year nine or year 10. Um, the program completely changed the way my friends and I viewed ourselves. And it was pivotal in, a, in the growth of our self-esteem and self-worth. With this being said, it made sense to bring light to the program on our show. More on that coming up. Right. And before we jump into the episode, we wanted to remind you that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and they don't actually necessarily reflect the views or positions of Createl Productions as a company. So any comments made are not intended as inflammatory or to malign any group, corporation or individual. Thank you, Lil. Now, I am very excited to say that today we have a special guest joining our discussion. She's a presenter and the Western Australia-based Program Director of Enlightened Education, Nikki Davis. Nikki, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's, I'm very honoured. Pleasure. <laughs> no problems. Um, so, Nikki, just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about Enlightened Education and the work that you do? So Enlightened Education is a, a program um, for, for girls and teen girls in particular. It's an in-school program um, developed by Danielle Miller, who is our CEO, um, who potentially a lot of your audience would know quite well because she is um, very well known in education circles. She, she's a, an educator, a presenter, but she's also a best-selling author mm-hmm. and, uh, and media commentator and parenting expert. So she speaks wow. at schools. She, yes, she's on morning television talking about teenagers, particularly girls and, and, and empowerment and those sorts of things. So she created this program well over 10 years ago. I, I can't think off the top of my head how long ago because yeah. um, I've been with the company for 10 years. Um, and it's, it's just the most wonderful program for girls and teenage girls. It is, uh, well, I mean, we'll talk in detail about, you know, what we actually do, but really it's centered around empowerment and um, really, I think, capturing girls' hearts and their minds follow. We don't tell them what to think, but we like to try and inspire them to think and to ask questions and to critically evaluate the world around them um and also it's really fun it's a really fun (laughs) program yes yes and like for the people listening um uh, yeah probably around nine ten years ago I did the program myself like I previously mentioned to you Nikki so um I can vouch for that it was so much fun and so memorable um and I definitely saw um all of the sort of the passion that went into it because it really translated to us at that age so yeah um and what what was it that made you want to become um a part of enlighten and and everything that they do it's actually a cool story. So, so Danielle Miller, who I mentioned, our CEO, was my high school English teacher, and um, oh, yeah, wow. and we were we were quite close. She was a very young teacher because our age gap is not that big. So she was quite a, a very young teacher, I believe. My school, which was a, a really disadvantaged Western Sydney school, it was pretty pretty tough place actually. It was was one of one of her first teaching jobs, um, and her and I worked quite closely together because I was her only three unit English student. 
so we got to know each other quite well um and we we fell out of touch once I left school as you do but then years later social the power of social media Mm -hmm. um we became Facebook friends when in the early days of Facebook and I saw that she wasn't a teacher anymore that she'd you know really progressed in her career and that she'd she'd had this wonderful program for girls and young women and and at that time I was um I've a bit like a cat. I've had nine lives. I've had a few careers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started out as a professional dancer and I was a model. Um, I have a degree in uh, media and communications and I've worked in production. So I've done a few things. But at that time, um, I was actually a, a volunteer at Lifeline. Yep. So I'd been training in telephone counselling and um, it had really, I think, inspired in me to think a lot about, about my youth, um, about me growing up as a teenager and about the young women around me and in particular the the stumble the stumbling blocks the key stumbling blocks and and things that young women struggle with so when I saw what she was doing I had to reach out and say I I want in I want a part of this I wasn't sure if I was going to be a presenter I thought perhaps I might do some writing or some media work for her but as soon as we got together she said I think that you should you should present to the girls. And I thought, oh gosh, I haven't been to a high school since I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. But I, I went with her, I watched her deliver the program, fell immediately in love with the program. And then to to my surprise, fell in love with teenage girls in, in so many ways. Um and and yeah, it really became my true calling. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's so funny how, you know, the different sort of uh, pathways that you take lead you to to something so meaningful when you really sort of connect with people like like-minded yeah. people and um some on uh, on something that you're actually really interested in and something that you really um you know think will make a difference so yeah, yeah it's, it's more than just a nine-to-five job like that's when right. you have something you're really passionate about you know a message that you're passionate about especially like to get to young people or to a certain group like you know like to speak to women or to, to children in different things and it's like yeah, it's it really fires you up. Like you feel yeah. like so energized by it. <laughs> it's so true. I honestly I feel so lucky, so fortunate to have a job that I feel that way about and yeah. I drive away from a school just on such a high I think all <laughs> yeah. of our presenters do um and yeah and to find that I had this gift for connecting with teen girls that I didn't know existed for so long um but I do and and that's like that, that makes me so happy yeah no it's a very that. very meaningful thing that's I think cool. yeah mm. definitely Um, So one of the many reasons why we thought it would be great to speak to you is because we think that the ethos sort of behind Enlighten um, aligns really nicely with our BCR program. Yep. um, Just to give some context um, and to you, Nikki, and to those uh, those people listening. So our Building Character and Resilience program is a school-based program um, that's designed to help students achieve self-mastery by developing good habits. And we use things like student diaries, um, guided journal, PDF worksheets, and other resources um to sort of help students in their journey of building character um and the work that you do with students um helps them to develop habits like confidence acceptance friendship um so yeah nikki we were just um wondering yeah what are some of the biggest issues that you tackle with students when visiting your schools well we have a range so within the programs we have a range of different workshops um that that's that schools can select and often will sort of help them select depending on the age group and those sorts of things and what's going on. Um, But, you know, we cover everything from positive relationships, whether that be friendships, platonic relationships or romantic relationships, uh, managing stress um, and anxiety. Um, 
Uh, body image, of course, is a, a really big, uh, a big core focus for us. Um, and how, how to be a change maker, how to be an upstander in, com- in the community and in society and in the world is something we're really passionate about as well. Um, and we, we give, we do give explicit tools in our workshops. Um, so, Danielle, yeah. you might remember, yeah. <laughs> um, such as, you know, I mean, with teen girls a lot, we talk a lot about their friendships and, yeah. um, and you know, go, go and sort it out and, and you need to talk to her and, and don't just, you know, don't, don't, don't just say things behind her back, go and sort it out. But, but, <laughs> but teenagers actually need those tools, you know, how to confront yeah. a friend in a positive way in an to be assertive um and speak your truth but without being aggressive and that's a that's a skill that it takes most of us adults quite some time to master so in our friendship workshop yeah in our friendship workshop for example we we use a 10 respect rules you know um the if something has popped up in your friendship if something's fallen down in your friendship how what are 10 tips for how you can you know, stop, take a breath, have a think, choose your words carefully. How can you speak in an assertive tone, use an assertive body language, you know, really key tools that they can draw upon for something like that. In our stress wow. management um, workshop, we, 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 we go through some breathing techniques, visualization, positive self-talk, things like that. And when it comes to body image, we really, um, we pose some questions, um, and big questions, who, who benefits from the body shaming techniques that we often see in advertising? Wow. You know, asking those bigger questions. Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's very thought-provoking. Oh, Even when you said that, I got, a, I got a little chill, actually, when you said <laughs> benefits from that. I thought, oh, gosh, like it's more, um, more focused, the advertising and stuff. As a young girl, you just think, oh, that's just it's an ad, whatever. But then when you think, actually, somebody is making me feel bad about myself and mm-hmm. their financial gain, and then mm-hmm. I think, you start to get a little bit angry and you're like, actually, no, I'm not okay with that. And I'm not yeah, okay with yeah. being used that way. And for a lot of people, it wow. actually takes someone, especially young people, mm. because you're so used to seeing billboards and commercials and yeah, now with social everywhere. media, you're so used to it. it. It seems normal. You don't question yeah. And you need sometimes someone to actually yes. point it out to you that, hey, this is directed at you to make you feel a certain way. So that someone else can make money. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you're not going to realize that yeah. until someone does point that out. So, um, yeah, it's That's quite fascinating. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think and I think the most, I think the our, our biggest focus and what I really love is that we really, we want to inspire teenage girls, young women to, to find their voices and to question and challenge these messages, you know, because mm. there are so many messages in our culture that, that often aren't that kind to girls and women. No. Um, but it's wonderful to do it as, as a group, as a team, like I'll often call a group in my, in my space, you know, team year 10 or something like that, yeah. because I think what we do so brilliantly at Enlighten with our program is that we really foster a sense of connection, a sense of sisterhood in the space. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be looking at the most diverse group of girls and, and I love that. And they're all so different and, and I love that so much, but in some ways I like to remind them we're all a little bit alike. There are key, key things we have in common here in this space. We're we're kind of all in this storm, walking this storm together somewhat. So let's respect our differences. Let's, you know, let's, let's embrace our our differences and our uniqueness, but let's also look at our similarities. And when we see that we're not isolated, that we can, we can unite our voices and be a powerful force for change. That's, that's pretty special. Oh, absolutely. And for some people that can Mm. be sort of new news because a lot of, you know, Mm. school culture or just, 
you know, whatever it is, um, it's sometimes like it's just not yeah. something that's practiced or that comes naturally to some people. And I think feeling isolated with what you said there, it's it's almost like a, a delusion that I, I am alone. Like that yeah. is a, a delusion. And like it's it's one that a lot of people, including myself, have had and where you, you say, oh, but like you think that and you might not say it, but you're like, yeah, I'm alone in this. I'm the only person who feels this way. And mm. so then that isolation almost makes it 10 times worse what you're feeling because you think mm. what's wrong with me that I'm feeling this way and everyone else is all good. Like look at their Instagram pages. Everybody's fine yeah. and <laughs> I'm feeling a certain way. But then yes. when it's like actually a lot of people have a similar experience in this area, then you're like, oh, man, what a relief. Like I'm not some kind of freak that's feeling this way I'm actually part of a group of people who I can lean on exactly absolutely in saying that Lil um because you've you've brought up a really good point and I guess that kind of opens up a little bit of a can of worms Um, (laughs) what would you say are probably the most common barriers to good self-esteem for young people that you've noticed Mm, interesting um look I think look I think we definitely do still live in in a world and in a culture where 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 outward beauty and unattainable standards are still rife <laughs> um, yes. and, and I think people are very quick to to point to social media in that way but I I, I would like to defend social media in a, in a few ways in, <laughs> in our discussion today um, and and I think that demonizing social media is a really surefire way to alienate the teenagers in your life by Absolutely. the way Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. um so yeah sure. um but look I'm even like you know I'm, you know Disney remade that Cinderella film film in 2015 it's a little little minute ago now but um you know there was there was a lot that I read about at the time about how tiny they made her waist and how yeah. um it was it was it CGI they said no it was just a, an extreme corset where she the actress couldn't actually breathe or eat any food whilst wearing. Um, that's way better. <laughs> yeah, so that's fine then. Um, so I, you know, so I don't think we can just demonize social media here. I think that, that those yeah. things are still floating around. So if we're, we're talking about those sorts of things, um, I think yes, our girls are definitely um, still bombarded with with images around outward beauty as well. But um, I think as we were touching upon before, I mean, true confidence and true self esteem is is so much more than our appearance um I think that uh, uh, you know it, I, I suppose good self-esteem or good confidence it's not it's not really a makeover do you, do you know what I mean yes. yeah um you could you know focus on all the things that you have got going right and you could you, you know do things like you know go do a grooming and deportment course and that's great if that makes you feel good but it's probably not going to you know make you really have a strong sense of self and feel um, good about yourself on the inside yeah and even using affirmations can be great it's a great tool but I, I wouldn't say it's a surefire makeover I think that the key to positive self-esteem and confidence is is those positive relationships genuine connection to others yeah and with things that matter to you yeah. um and this is where I would somewhat defend social media in some ways. Often we work with girls um, and they will contact us uh, years later down the track, like like you, Daniela, and yeah. say, I remember <laughs> mine like <laughs> I remember mine light and day. I remember it sparked something in me. And, and maybe there'll be a different takeaway for it for, for different young women. But I, I recall one that that came in contact um, with our CEO, Danielle, and she'd done our program. And after that, she, something re- really clicked in her in terms of feminism. And she realized she was a feminist and this was very, very important to her. And she'd felt quite lonely at high school. But she found then, she went online, she found these feminist communities, you know, on Facebook and and 
became a part of those and it became such a big part of her and and really a sense of, of self and her worth and her purpose almost and um yeah. that was such a, a positive thing for us to read that she kind of found this community where she really belonged um via that little spark of feminism that we lit yeah oh absolutely purpose is so and key, i think as it, well it is um and i think with regard to social media like lil and i have spoken about this in um previous episodes where um, we've sort of said that sometimes social media, when you put aside the aesthetic of it, mm-hmm. you can actually learn a lot. You can be open to new conversations and mm-hmm. new, um, you know, social justice issues and mm-hmm. a lot of things that you might not have known about or your school doesn't talk about or, or your you family. Or across in person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, like you mentioned, can ignite something within you that is really crucial to your identity. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's yeah really amazing like it's um something that you know I guess maybe even going into it um 10 years ago when you did Nikki like you probably didn't expect I guess so things like social media and um you know that kind of reach to be something that would be such um I guess an integral part of the program but Mm. I think one of the main things that we focus on with our BCR program is giving students the opportunity to think critically and reflect on their actions um, so why do you think it's important that students critically evaluate the subliminal and I guess not so subliminal messaging that they come across? Well, it's it's interesting because I actually think teenage girls are particularly gifted at critical thinking. <laughs> so our focus in the program is always to get them to turn that critical thinking outward instead of inward. Yeah. So instead of the, the harsh critique on themselves or perhaps, you know, the, the people around them, let's critique the outside world. Let's look at um, this, the culture that we live in, um, different cultures around the world, what's going on. Like I said, who profits from the beauty industry? Yeah. Um, let's, let's ask these bigger questions and yeah, let's do it as a team and, and together, you know, make a bit of change in this area. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. It's a great approach, I think. Yeah, and to, to use things that were designed to be used for your sort of, not destruction, but to use to hurt you, actually to turn that around and use it for your own benefit and for the benefit of others. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I just, I love starting these conversations with young people um, because I just think they, they, they're the ones that are then going to run with it and, and make Exactly. Change. Yeah, for mm. sure. That's so mm. I love that. Um, so also, how can students respond to these messages? Like uh, we're, we've talked a little bit about that in a way that like benefits them and their peers if they want to like um, take that. So sort of if they not just want to be like, OK, I'm just going to reject that message that's, you know, about unhealthy body image or whatever. But if they want to actually in, in terms of their own community sort of spark a bit of action or a change of mindset in terms of their community, how do you encourage the girls to sort of like lead in that sense? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I, I, I often, I often will say to girls, you know, I hope I've inspired you today to start, you know, thinking, thinking more critically, starting these conversations with the people around you, with women in your life, um, starting, you know, small, small changes can, the butterfly effect, literally (laughs) the the butterfly effect um, can create big changes. Um, and I think that just empowering them with, with the tools and, and I really feel like giving them the confidence that their voice matters. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of the time people are dismissed. You're, you're too young to, 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 to start to write that article. You're too young to start this campaign. There's, there's none of that with us. We're like, run with this as you feel free. If this matters to you, your voice is important. Your voice counts. Use it. 
That's a great oh, absolutely. Message. Yeah. And I have to say the program and the workshop for me did inspire me. Like I already wanted to, you know, venture into journalism and media, but I think my in terms of things like podcasting and having a more uh, genuine conversation with people and giving people more so things like um, facts so they can decide for themselves rather than giving them, you know, a you know black or white situation and it is mm. how it is like I think for me that actually I walked away with something that you know really kind of yeah inspired me to to do Propelled something of, you yeah into, into exactly like um you know and gave you confidence it which did. is the whole point yeah. of it <laughs> exactly and that, I guess you know in in the crux then you know I've come into um creator publishing and you know met with Lil and now yeah. we have this podcast and I think it's just Using sort of a manis- yeah a manifestation of all of these things that you know I've brought from my past which does happen to be linked back to um the workshop with you and then also yeah. things from Lil's you know background and yeah it's kind of incredible how these things sort of do pro- propel you in that in that kind of direction yeah absolutely absolutely and yeah I I think um, I think, you know, there've been some great examples recently of young people uniting their voices and really being heard. I mean, look at this, so topical at the moment, look at this, um, petition, um, around consent in New South Wales yeah, yeah. that teenage girls started and everyone sat up and listened. And I was just so excited for them that they all put their voices together and they've been heard. Yeah. They've got oh, it's incredible. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, incredible. It's interesting to hear, um, Danielle, your your feedback of um, how how you went, like how this um, the workshop affected you and inspired you. So, Nikki, um, what kind of feedback, um, you know, from schools have you received who have done the workshop, and like any changes that they've, you know, maybe noticed in their students afterwards? Because obviously, you when you go in, you can't see someone changing before your eyes, you know. But no. you light the spark, and then like, can you, yeah, give us some perspective of like what it's been like to get feedback from schools? Well, this is like one of our favorite parts of the job (laughs) Uh, we ask the girls on the day to fill in um, an evaluation form so we get their in the moment feedback and it's always just epic um (laughs) just because I as I mentioned our program is also really fun um and they often expect someone a a lady to come in and lecture them and and they're so used (laughs) to teenage girls are so used to being policed aren't they and and told what to do and what not to do and what they're doing wrong and and I couldn't we couldn't be doing things any more differently so they've had a great time they feel really great in that moment they've got this sense of connection with their peers so we get beautiful feedback in the moment which we love um I think we've we've maintained a hundred percent strike rate of would you recommend this program (laughs) which is amazing over the years um and the teachers usually come to us a little later and and give us all sorts of gorgeous feedback we've had many teachers come back and say that yes that sense of connection in the year group obviously we can't fix all the friendship problems in a year group in one session but there's that little sense of of connectivity is making a big difference you know that that little bit more of acceptance and and they're a little bit more united. They notice that. Uh, we have parents write to us saying that they haven't seen their teenage daughter come home bursting to tell them stuff before wow, <laughs> or <so> for years. <laughs> yes, all these things that I learned and, oh, my gosh, all these things. Um, and so that's gorgeous as well. But I think our favourite moments are the emails we receive, a little bit like yours, Daniela, um, years and years later from, from uni students, from grown adults um, wow. who say, I remember my enlightened day and I, I still have the affirmation card you gave me or I remember, you know, th- this this one thing you said, it's always stuck with me and, and it just makes it all 
so amazing, so worthwhile. Yeah, no, that, and it's funny you mentioned the affirmation cards because I actually was going to tell you um, <laughs> that I actually have mine. And, um, <laughs> yes! Yeah, and for those of you listening, um, I'll, I'll just sort of read it out so that they sort of understand what it is. Um, so the card says, I am precious. I choose to send loving thoughts to myself and others. I surround myself with positive words and attract good things into my life. I love so I still refer to it. And it, honestly, <laughs> like that. back then it changed the way I thought about things and it became a constant reminder that I am valuable and that I deserve to be treated kindly by myself and people around me. And I think especially in my friendship groups as well, like yeah. we did this other activity with you where um, <laughs> we wrote our names on the top of a piece of paper and we like were in our sort of friendship groups and we passed the piece of paper around and everyone wrote down things that they liked about you Mm -hmm. and I remember that was such a pivotal time for us because I think for myself personally I was sort of at a stage where I thought oh gosh I don't know if these girls really like me like you know I was insecure about whatever it was everyone's always you know I think at that age as well you especially always thinking everyone's prettier than me everyone's smarter than me everyone's cooler than than I am yeah and then I think to have your friends who you might be questioning in that moment write those sort of things about you can really change not just yourself and the way you see yourself, but it can build respect between the Mm. people in that group because you're all looking at each other with this lens of appreciation and you kind of are like, I guess in a way, forced to communicate that to each other, but not forced in a bad way, in a a really positive way that I think like I'm still friends with all of those girls that I did that with. And, um, you know, I think that's just incredible that like, you know, sometimes looking back, you kind of think, would we have, like, would we have the same relationship now if we hadn't have had that moment of expression and genuine, like, and sort of stamping out some of the insecurities as well. Cause sometimes I think we can think that other people are thinking this stuff about that's us. Right. And then, yes. And so, but us thinking that other people are thinking this stuff about us is like, it stops us from, you know, doing things that we might otherwise do. And so it's like, oh, that person probably doesn't like me, so I won't ask if they want to hang out. And so then I'll just stay at home and I'll do this. And it's like they probably not even thinking that. And yeah. so then when you have situations like that where people say the things that they like about you, it eliminates that, oh, okay, like I now have the confidence to like invite them over to my house to hang out or, you know, things yeah. like that that actually that further your relationship as opposed to hindering it when people are, are thinking out of insecurity that, people probably oh they probably all think I'm like not as skinny as them and as fun as them and they're yes. more interesting than me and but it's totally it's often our own construction in our yeah own. it's but, such a gorgeous moment when the because I always bring the girls back together as a full team even though they've they've written these affirmations in smaller groups and everyone reads them at the same time and I pretty much always cry <laughs> because it's so beautiful and I just love yeah, I just love that being able to see yourself from the outside in, yeah. and and what what a, what a beautiful boost to be told that you, you know that these people can see that you are thoughtful and or funny or kind yes. or whatever it might be. Exactly. These qualities, um, and it's not just have. your mum that thinks so. You know, like. yes, <laughs> it's not just mum just doesn't think you're funny. Your whole group actually think you're That's really funny right. and yeah. so and so valued, yeah. and you know. Exactly these beautiful young people they're worth everything and for them to tell each other 
um, how valued they are is just it's it's a beautiful moment and it's one of the the really special moments in every enlightened program that yeah, I really treasure. That's fantastic. Absolutely. And we were also wondering, um, well, we won't uh, take up too much more of your time, but we were also wondering um, what advice that you could give to teachers or families to try and foster um, enlightened positive messages of discernment, critical thinking and finding and using their voice. Oh, yeah. So this is I'm pretty passionate about this, actually. <laughs> Glad you've asked. Um, uh, look, one thing that we're really big on in, at Enlighten is just changing the way that we view and interact and communicate with teenagers, because I really think that teenage girls in particular are often the rhetoric around them is often that they are trouble or they are troubled. Yeah. You know, they are often demonized as being dysfunctional, mean girls, all of that sort of rhetoric. And they know, they know that we, we talk about them and, and in that way. And yeah. it is not helpful at, at all. Um, I, as I said earlier, I'm a little bit in love with teenage girls. <laughs> um, I think that they are brilliant. And when you approach them with that love and with yeah. that focus on the positives, it changes everything. It changes the conversation. It changes the interaction. Um, I would love to see more people focusing on the incredible things that young people have got going on. Um, I mean, statistically, young people now, they stay in education longer. They go on to further education. Um, they are more civic-minded than generations beforehand. They're, they're, they're amazing change makers. Um, I mean, we've got famous examples like your Greta Thunbergs and things like mm-hmm. that. But young people are doing brilliant things that we don't always see in the news. Um, yeah. Enlightened Education works really closely in New South Wales with um, women's community shelters. Um, and we have inspired teens just to – because. I tell you, teenage girls, if you capture their heart, they can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we've inspired them to start uh, programs and fundraising and things like that um, around the shelters and the things they, they've done, the things they can achieve, incredible. Um, and it actually kind of blows us away. So for me, I think more of a focus on the positives around teenage girls in particular. I mean, and I know, you know, that they're not perfect, that, which, you know, but we've got young men have got behaviours that need to be questioned and talked about as well. And we were all young once and made mistakes too. So giving young people somehow a hundred percent. So giving them permission to make mistakes so much is asked of teenage girls. If we think about the Mm. pressures on them, if we think about all the before school, after school, during school, all the things they've got going on in their, their relationships, their home life, it's, it's a, it's a lot. And then they've got these pressures. You, You to be hot, not too hot, smart, but not geeky, popular, <laughs> yeah. but not a mean girl. It's a lot. Yeah, um, it's, it's a impossible. Lot. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, so you're going yeah. to trip up sometimes and you're going to be a little bit grumpy sometimes. So that's yeah. okay. But I think um, reinforcing that stereotype of the grumpy, mean girl, teenager, always on her phone is just not helpful at all. And, you know, when I go to school and work with um, teen girls, you know, some, some days I might be a little bit more tired or feeling a little under the weather than other days. But the minute they walk in, they really lift me with their energy. Teenage yeah. girls are quite special creatures. Yeah, <laughs> and I will have a their feet in because, you know, they they do think they're coming to a session where they're going to be policed, where they're going yeah. to be, be told what's bad about all the things that they like. And then when <laughs> they realise with me pretty quickly, <laughs> and Daniela can attest to this, that yeah. our sessions are they're, – they're, they're motivational speeches meet stand-up comedy sometimes. <laughs> Um, and that I do genuinely like them, yeah. 
even yeah. even the grumpiest teenager that's walked through the door at the beginning of the day um, usually ends with a smile on their face yeah. and sometimes they're the girl that comes up to me at the end and yeah, just says wow. the biggest thank you for the day. They might and have for- needed it the most, you know. Yeah. Like, and I think yes. this is the power of liking somebody and believing in them. Like yes. saying, I like you, I think you're good and I, yes. I believe in things is like, crazy powerful yeah. to say to a young person especially when they get told I even feel emotional just saying this like because mm-hmm. I work with a youth group as well like on on Friday nights and like so I have that people say oh I don't know how you work with teenagers like they're so terrible and I'm like okay like that's cool for you but like I love what I do and I enjoy them and it's like I think if you if you don't like children or you don't like teenagers like don't don't be the one who's going to interact with them like in that sense because you you are just going to reinforce a message that you're too tough to deal with you're just you know this and it's it's I agree it's so unhelpful but if you just like believe that someone can do good mm, things and has good right. things in them they mm. want to be good they yeah. want to rise to those expectations and actually really reach that potential yeah a hundred percent I think that's many good news stories of teenagers doing brilliant things you know even in sport in music you know every year when triple j do their unearthed high i'm blown away by the (laughs) teenagers like it's it's just incredible and so yeah i just think and i think the other the other area i would sort of talk about here in terms of um advice for teachers families people with teenagers in their lives is is a bit of a motto for us at enlightened education is um young people can't be what they can't see um, so I think, you know, in body image that can manifest in a few ways, you know, sort of telling your teenage niece that she's beautiful and perfect the way she is, but then going on to talk about the diet that you're on and how much you hate yeah. your fries. We literally talked about this, I think, two days ago. Yeah. And I say, oh, you're perfect, but I'm terrible. And it's right? like, wait, what? Yeah. It's, it, yeah, isn't it? It's just, it's crazy to think wow. that something something like that can have such an effect yes, on people just watching older people older women in your life criticize themselves yes is so detrimental to you as a young person mm, mm. amazing wow I, I completely agree so so yes that would be my other advice is to to model you know yeah. what what you'd love to inspire in them and to to use your voice for for causes that you believe in to yeah. to to stand up, to, to be assertive, to, to solve issues with your friends and family in assertive, positive ways. And I think modelling that behaviour can be one of the most valuable things you can do. Oh, absolutely. And you can see, yeah, you can definitely see how that would work. Um, and sort of on that note, Nikki, um, are there any sort of personal affirmations or habits or things that you practice yourself that boost your confidence when you're feeling insecure or like you're in a tough position or anything like that? Mm, that's a great question. Um, when we open an enlightened day, we tell our personal story, which um, really fosters the connection between the girls and and the presenter, which, uh, and teachers don't often get a chance to, to um, share those sort of personal journey moments, but but as a presenter, I do, which I love. Yeah. And um, a big part of my story is that I did start my career um, whilst I was at uni as a, as a dancer and a model. And um, this this for me was something that I thought would be would make me feel really good about myself. Um, I definitely had fallen into that trap of thinking that if you were a model, all of those self doubts and those. <laughs> issues with your body that you had they would all disappear because you would be this special person being a model in the fashion yeah. world um and for me it was the exact opposite I really struggled with the pressure to to fit a certain size and shape um and how uh, loosely language and words are thrown around in the modeling world people will speak about you like you're not an actual human person and just talk about the size of your thighs like you're not just standing there 
wow. which is a lot. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, and for me, yeah, in, in the end, it, it wasn't for me as a young person um, to, to be a full-time model anymore. And I had to go on quite the journey, I think, to find the tools that worked for me. Um, and for me, it, it is, and I will sort of share with the girls, is the activity that you spoke about, Daniela, where the girls wrote for each other, is yeah. very powerful because I remember I had a, a, a friend that I lived with um, when I was a, a young woman and I was modeling and dancing and I was really struggling with body image and those pressures. And I just remember her one day sitting me down and telling me how incredible she thought I was at, as a human. She said, you know, I don't know. I don't think you have to go through this every day, Nikki. You know, I, we all in our friendship group really love you because you are, you know, she started listing these attributes about me that had nothing to do with what I looked like. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. No, nothing to do with what size jeans I wore. And it was very powerful. And so I think one of the tools I definitely use, and I always say to girls, hold on to that piece of paper. All those girls wrote those things about you. Yeah. Um, because I do, I come back to the things, what am I good at? What are my strengths? Yeah. Um, what, think of my, I like to think of myself as a whole person. I would love to encourage every young woman to think of themselves as a whole person. What you look like is one part of it. Yes. Um, and, and the people around you, they see through you. They see that, that beautiful shining light, you know, on the inside. So I do like to remind myself of my skills and my and the things that I'm and people I'm connected to. Um, and and one of them is the work that I do with with teenage girls and the team at Enlighten. I have such a beautiful connection with our CEO Danielle Miller, who's sort of my my feminist guru, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and um and knowing that I have this uh, role in life with young people and I can make change and I can connect with them and I think that that for me is is such a boost when I'm feeling insecure. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just think like if I, if we all sort of changed our, like a, a slight shift in our mindset, mm-hmm. um, we can really sort of not only benefit ourselves, but once we have that, that sort of self-confidence and that self-assurance, we can actually be more for the people around us as well yeah and, and really help them other girls up like yeah where we've received things like you've had that um friend of yours sit down and really like blow wind in your sails I think once we <laughs> had some of our stuff sorted out to do with like you know the thoughts that we've been battling like obviously you're not there and you haven't arrived like and oh, I never have a negative thought about myself mm, but no. and take that sort of revelation that you've had with um about self-esteem and about confidence and you can actively look and try and see like where other girls are struggling with confidence and see where you can lift them up um and I try and do that as well like when especially like with our youth group girls like when they they're really good at something it's like just yeah like you're really good at that and sometimes people it seems like such a simple thing and it doesn't cost any money to tell someone that they're doing a good job at something but I think it's just a good thing to start looking out for and you would hope that the young people that you guys impact would also turn around then and be like who else can I lift up yes yes sometimes on the feedback form I really love when when a young woman will write, not just I loved the moment where I got to read my compliments <laughs> from the others, yeah. but I, I, I learned today about the power of giving those words yeah. to the others and, and that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really, yeah, it is. And having done it, it, yeah, it was a beautiful moment. And I think yeah. like if that's, if you can translate that sort of thing into your everyday life, mm. I think you can really make a difference for yeah. so many people. Um, and how they're feeling and sure. you know. like a culture change in the way that you That's... speak and in your community like we're gonna we're gonna build each other up we're not gonna tear each other down you know? exactly we're gonna be those people who speak well we're stronger of other girls. together yeah and like yeah. it doesn't make you 
like a better doesn't make you actually feel better like if you're gonna like go around as a lifestyle and say negative stuff about other people that actually you're gonna lift yourself and you're gonna lift other people if you're gonna be someone who encourages and sees talent and sees effort and hard work and like calls it out and praises it yeah that's definitely right. and I just yeah. think yeah we need to be kind to ourselves don't yeah. we really yeah you know, so I, was, I say, would you, would you, would you say that to your best friend? What you just sort of said with your self-talk to yourself? Probably not. Yeah, so probably not. Try, right. try and catch, try and catch that self-talk, you know, before it, it takes you down a negative path. It's, we're not always going to win that battle, but I think just the idea that we can, can notice our thoughts and notice perhaps how we got to a place of feeling yes. a bit low, or, you know, can, can be quite a, a powerful tool. Yeah, totally. oh, absolutely. To identify what's going on and go. Actually, I don't have to continue down this path. Yeah, we were even talking yesterday about train, uh, like trains of thought, being like thinking of them as actual trains, and it's like, well, the trains, you know, it's it's out of the station and it's chugging off in a certain direction. But you're like, I can get off the train at any stop, you know, and say, actually, I don't want to continue on this negative path. Like, I don't have to. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And now, Nikki, look, we are sort of coming to the end of this episode and our conversation <laughs> with you. Um, oh. but, um, I just wanted to um, see. So Will and I are big readers and we know that some of our listeners are too. Um, so we were just wondering if there are any books or websites that you can re- recommend that you personally connected with and that you think helped you with self-esteem and confidence and can potentially help other people as well. Yes, for sure. So um, we... Uh, on our website um we have a blog and and there are a lot of great great recommendations on that blog um our ceo danielle miller has written as she's a best-selling author as well she's written some gorgeous books um there's a i really love she has one called the butterfly effect which is more for um grown-ups for for Mm -hmm. teachers for mums for aunties for all of us um and then the the version for girls to read themselves called the girl with the butterfly tattoo which is really beautiful yeah and it has a lot of the content in there is a a lot of um the stuff that we do in our program which i really love and she's got a gorgeous book on gratitude and on relationships as well for young people um i also um for me on my sort of feminist journey i guess um some of the classics naomi wolf would be a classic for me as if in the world of body image yeah um that i really really loved and i've just forgotten the name of that other. i looked up the name of my other <laughs> author that really influenced me right before i walked out the door and now i've forgotten her name i hate when that happens i'm wondering <laughs> if i can all the time. still <laughs> talk to you and google at the same time i can jessica valenti i've got it jessica valenti, jessica valenti. Okay. yes her book on feminism um was a was a bit of a game changer for me when i was younger okay. and the other thing we talked about the power of social media. Um, I think there there's some goodness on Instagram when it comes yeah. to um, especially. So we have um, Enlightened Education Official is our Instagram handle, and it's run by um, a brilliant young woman called Tia, who's 22, yeah. and she posts some great content. And then if you go and sort of look where, where she's found this content, it's led me to some really great feminist and um, just great empowering kind of sites that I've now filled my kind of Instagram feed with so much goodness from. Yes. So I often I say to girls, I, if you know, if you want to, to, to sort of take this further, continue the conversation, connect with more of this kind of material, follow us on Instagram, and then you'll see so much good, good content coming up that'll, that'll take you down some great paths and, and open some great conversations. Yeah, for sure. And it really is about choice, isn't it? So mm-hmm. the things that you consume, if you choose to look into good things, especially like, you know, books and things like that, they can really make a difference. And it's, and with social media, you can do that as well. Yeah. Like you can, you can curate like 
who you know your feed so to speak like you can you can curate who you follow it's your choice who you follow and if you're following uh you know accounts that are actually like negative or toxic for you it's so easy you can just unfollow them like you have that choice and that's okay and you know I think sometimes we think that like oh this feed's just happening to me and it's like no it's not it's happening (laughs) like what you follow and what you like and what you're pressing like on and Instagram's giving you more and more of that so if you you know stop pressing like on or you know stop mm. doing those things yeah you're gonna stop and feeling like that and it can um well, again we can we can use that th- those critical thinking skills and and yeah. view it through a critical gaze I mean I, I always say to girls I would never say shut down the social media and me personally I still love I love the makeup I love oh, the fashion <laughs> stuff I've got yeah. all that stuff but once when I start to stumble upon content that's a little bit diet culture or a little bit you know that yeah. that really hectic anti-aging kind of pressure yeah, yeah I, I I'm, I'm out so yeah, I will yeah. definitely be removing any of that from my feed yeah. and I'll yeah. always be balancing it out with some great empowering stuff, some positive stuff, some funny stuff and lots of feminist content, which really for me, you know, really embracing um, feminism has been such a big part of my journey personally. Um, And I think that it, it, for a lot of other girls and young women, it it really can help you find your voice too. For sure. And there's a lot of power in that, I think. Hmm. Um, Just, just simply that choice, having that choice and having those tools. um, Yeah. It can really sort of change your mentality for for the better, which is really fantastic. Um, well, thanks. That's mm. really great recommendations. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah, giving me some some um, especially from Danielle. That's made me think like I want to read that the one books, that she wrote, too. the first one for adults. Like I was like, oh, yeah, adults. it's <laughs> yeah, good. It'll nice. it'll have you reflecting on your own teenage life as well, which yeah, is really well, quite that. cathartic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, oh, I gave a copy to my mom and I remember she read it and she was she was sort of came to me in tears I remember when I was a teenager and my auntie said this thing and it just stuck with me and so it's yes yeah, it's quite a cathartic moment and you remember the good stuff and you remember the bad stuff it probably even more so like the negative yes. stuff that people have said to you like stuff even that people have said to me over like over 15 years ago maybe yeah maybe about 15 years ago I'm you. like yep I remember this person said this about me and it's like and I I believe mm-hmm. that you know I took that on board yeah for like the next 10 years and that person they don't remember they said that to you but but no. you remember what you've like received from people and so you've got to like sometimes it does take doing the hard work of going actually I've got to acknowledge the fact that this person said this to me and like that it's it's had power over me but it's not going to have power over me anymore you know like it like that you're stupid or that you're weak or that you're ugly or you're too fat or you know all any kind of thing it's mm. like you've got to be like sometimes you have to actually acknowledge it to sort of move on from it yes that's right and I think those are yeah really good tools that you mentioned because I think a lot of people will be able to benefit from them and I know definitely myself I'm very um yeah very interested in in having a bit of a read yeah Um, (laughs) good (laughs) so um look thank you so so much for joining us today I think that's all we've got time for um but yeah I mean yeah we appreciate it yeah thank you for having me I was honestly so excited to to have this conversation (laughs) I know lockdowns delayed our our conversation a little bit but yeah we we made it in the end we did we sure did technology yeah that's right (laughs) no seriously thank you so much um yeah yeah, it's been been yeah You're more than welcome. It was an absolute pleasure to get to talk teenage girls and feminism in this moment where I can't (laughs) physically go to school and work with them. So it's thank you. I feel like I'm on a high now. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling (laughs) amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. Have a fantastic day. You are more than welcome. And thank you for having me. 
To those of you at home, thanks for listening. If you're new here, um, we upload new episodes every fortnight. And don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at Building Character and Resilience and also like our Facebook page. We would love to build a community where we can engage with our listeners and hear your stories. That's right. And also, if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and if you're a teacher, with your students and colleagues. Every little bit of support will enable us to help more people and so we'd love to hear your feedback. Our next episode will be live in two weeks' time and is available on Spotify and Anchor. And while we're at it, Lil, um, go and follow Enlightened Education on Instagram if you've got Instagram. Um, Why not? Sounds like they've got some great content there. So have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.